Hello and welcome. My name is Richard Mancuso, and you are listening to Herpes 101. Yeah. Okay, can I do that again? It sounded really cheesy. Seriously, can we can we do one more? Please? And just when you thought it wouldn't get any weirder, there you go. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. This is Herpes 101. And on this episode, episode two, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the stigma. So what is the stigma? Is it a dark cloud that is following you everywhere? Is it inside you? Is it even a real thing? Well, if you ask any number of people from different parts of the world or any culture, you will find different answers. Some will say things like, I don't want people to know because of the stigma. But what does that mean? Will the stigma jump out from behind you and punch you in the face? Is it the idea of being made fun of in a public setting for having herpes? Is it the embarrassment of everyone looking at you when someone says out loud, hey, you have herpes? Or possibly... Possibly the shock of logging onto your social media only to realize that an ex-partner has outed you on all of your social media platforms. Now, I bet you're feeling a bit of that right now. As you're listening to this and you're cringing at just the very thought of any of those things happening. And now that I've given you the heebie-jeebies, I want you to take a deep breath and pretend for the moment that the stigma is a coin. A coin with two sides. And for the next few moments, we're going to discuss one of those sides. I believe that this one side of the stigma is made up of many different parts of a grander puzzle. With all of these parts adding to the stigma, some of these are the perceptions people have about herpes, shame, the words and phrases that we use, like the words muggle, the influence of big pharma, the pressure from your own society or culture, including your own beliefs, the questioning of morality from your family, your race, or your religion, the lack of attention towards herpes from the FDA or the CDC, or even the biggest catalyst that feeds the stigma. Are you ready for it? Silence. Now, I don't really have a few hours, and I don't think you do either, <laughs> to go over every single detail of all of those points. And besides, I don't want to give away everything from my book, but Let's touch base on a few of the larger points. Number one being shame. The application of shame that is placed upon herpes and ourselves is misguided. Okay, It's based on inaccurate perceptions and an extreme lack of knowledge on the subject. There is also the act of applying shame based on archaic views of human sexuality. This is based on what religious groups or even an individual would base their morality upon. There are over 4,000 different religions on this planet, and a great deal of them have some pretty old and archaic views about what sex should be or what it shouldn't be. Now, this leads one into a bit of a quandary. So, does this mean there are over 4,000 gods just sitting around and watching people have sex? Um, oh boy. Anyway, a great example of applying this limited view of morality upon another is the assumption that if you have herpes, you must have gotten it from sex. And this is your punishment. 
This is absolutely false and absolutely ridiculous and an obvious error by the person making any accusation such as this. For one main reason, you don't need sex to get herpes, although it's a very common way that human beings contract it. But fun fact, most get it as children from a casual kiss hello from a family member or even a grandparent. The chances of this happening are easy to understand since most people over the age of 50 are already positive for having herpes simplex. Besides, it only takes one time to get herpes, so to shame another person without knowledge of their story is nothing short of ignorance and prejudice. So there's that. Okay, so let's talk about the engine that drives the stigma, or more apropos, the very thing that feeds it every day. It's our silence. Now, Many people will tell you that silence is golden, and in some instances, and in many situations, it can be. But not here. Not with the stigma on herpes. When we talk about empowerment, we cannot do so without mentioning a few of the most recent groups that I'm sure many of you have heard of already. Um, groups like Time's Up, Me Too, Black Lives Matter, and so on. These groups have captured the commitment of their ideals from one simple platform no longer remaining silent. Granted, these groups are based on different subject matters and with very different talking points, for sure, but still within the common denominator of silence. So, as I've said before, all of these parts are only one side of the same coin. Pretty crazy, right? So, what could possibly be on the other side? Well, it's something that has more power than all the other parts that we have mentioned previously. Much stronger than shame, or any other of the negative influences like our perceptions, the words and phrases we use, the big influence of big pharma, the pressure from your own society or culture, the questioning of any morality from your family, race, or religion, the lack of attention towards herpes from the FDA, the CDC, or even silence. Want to know what it is? It's you. It's all you. And it's all about owning it. Owning the fact that you have herpes and not caring about what others think. There is so much power in acceptance that we don't even realize it. It's true power. Imagine that you were at a point in your life where you didn't care what people thought about you, your herpes, and none of it mattered. You wouldn't even think about it. You, <laughs> it wouldn't even be a thought in your head. As a matter of fact, you probably wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. The stigma cannot survive in an environment that is no longer silent or surrounded by that much acceptance. It simply dies and cannot be revived. There is nothing that anyone can say or do that will change that type of empowerment. Now, I'm not saying this is an easy journey. It's not an easy journey to take, and it's not for everyone, right? It's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> I'm sure many of you are sitting there and you're like, I am not making any plans to go public anywhere, social media, or my family. And you know what? That's fine. That's totally fine. And because that would not be true to say that everyone should just jump on the bandwagon and do it. I understand that it's not for everybody. It's not easy. And many will not wish to take that trip. I get it. It's totally fine. I'm simply mentioning the other side of this coin to offer up some perspective that may have not been thought about or even considered. So with that, I'd like to leave you with a few of my main points that you may find helpful. Um, and 
If not, well, I hope they're not harsh enough, but I hope it's enough to give you something to think about. If the stigma is caused by our silence and remaining silent is a choice, then the stigma is also a choice, one that we willingly make every day. So, what is the stigma? The stigma is a construct, one that we allow due to fear and it's powered by silence. This application of shame can only have power if we allow it to have power. And unfortunately, many of us willingly give it this power by simply remaining silent. I'd like to thank you guys for listening. And if you have any questions, please feel free to send me a message. You can find me on most social media platforms at askingforafriend.us. 